welcome to High Tide, Low Tide, the podcast where we talk about all things mental health and where we share our stories with the knowledge that it could just be the lifeline of hope for someone who is hurting and afraid that they're the only one. I'm your host, Lisa Scanlon, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. Welcome back to High Tide, Low Tide. I'm really excited to have you all back. And thank you so much to everybody for all of your support in the episodes that have gone live so far. We are recording this a little bit out of whack with when you'll be listening to them. So for those of you who've been following along on my Instagram, last weekend was my fundraising event um, for my trek in the Northern Territory for Breakthrough Foundation. So just wanted to have a little you know, debrief of that. And I think it went really well. And I think we had about 80 to 90 odd people there on the evening. And I'm still telling up how much we made on the night. But I just wanted to say thank you to those of you who came on the night and anyone who supported me in the lead up to that. It was very, very appreciated. So I would like to introduce my guest for today's episode. His name is Jason or JD. It feels so weird to call you Jason. Yeah, don't call me Jason, please. (laughs) JD all the time, thanks. JD, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Yay. So first of all, I always like to sort of take it back to how we know each other and we were just having a mini discussion about this but I'm going to ask you first and then I'm going to add to it so how are we friends um I think we became friends through our friend Zoe Mm -hmm. so I think Zoe was a big part of that friendship blossoming and I think from there we had a little break or whatever because we were doing our own things and so forth and then I think when I started having my own mental health problems and I I reached out to you because I know you've been through it and stuff like that. And I think that's when we really started becoming good friends that we are now, I think. Yeah, I think that was actually a really good wrap up. Yeah, you don't need to say anything. (laughs) I've got this. What, do you want to just take over hosting now as well? (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm with my guest Lisa today. and (laughs) You might need to dye your hair. But, yeah, so we are friends through friends and then um, like we knew each other but weren't very close. But, yeah, I'd say pretty much almost bang on a year ago yeah. now. Um, yeah, yeah, you had started going through some of your stuff, which we'll get to shortly. And, yeah, we started going for walks together. Yeah, so I found the walks, like, um, just massive for that yeah. part of my life anyway. Just get me out of the house and stuff like that. And then just not even just talking about our mental health, just mm. going for that walk and being in that moment. It was mm-hmm. just, yeah, it was awesome. So. Yeah. So, yeah, we would go down and do from... Largs Bay Sailing Club along through to Semaphore through to pretty much the end, which is uh, Fort Glanville. Fort, yeah, Fort Glanville. And then back. And that's about an hour's walk or so. So it's like a really good time to be able to just chat, like you said, whether it was about you yeah. know what was going on in our heads or not, but just having that time. Just that time, having that extra person just yeah. to be just to be in the moment with that person and, you know, do something, you know, that feels like you were doing something, yeah. you know, for yourself. So, yeah. yeah. And it was really good for me too. So yeah. I think it worked very much both ways. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so that's how we know each other. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? So what do you do? What do you like? 
Uh, so I'm a bit of a nerd, so, <laughs> you know, like Lego, video games, movies. Oh, movies and TV shows are my thing. Mm-hmm. So whenever I get a spare chance, I'll watch a movie or watch a TV show and stuff like that. And I've recently become a teacher. So uh, thank you very much. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've become a teacher, got a full-time teaching gig in the the country at the moment and I couldn't be happier. So, yeah, yeah, it's really, that's something that was for me, I'm pretty sure we'll get into a bit later too, that, you know, it just, oh, I'm so happy that I've got this. Yeah. Yeah, got this and working towards this and seeing how it blossoms. So, yeah, Yeah. can't wait. And I think I've kind of, you know, I haven't been there the whole way along because, like, when you're at uni, but I've seen, like, the last, especially the last 12 months where you've been, like, coming towards the end of uni and graduating and then deciding which um, jobs to apply for and then deciding on this one. And it's been really wonderful to watch and I'm so proud of you. So very, very well done. And I know that you're going to influence so many kids' lives by doing the job that you're doing. Yeah, it feels like that's already starting to happen and I can just, yeah, I feel like I found my calling, you know, calling in life, which is teaching. How good is that feeling though? Yeah, I needed it. I'm so happy for you. I needed it. I needed that, you know, that's going to be my thing today is I needed that purpose. I needed that one thing that I, for the rest of my life, I know that, oh, this this is it. Yeah. Yeah, and I've got it. Yeah. Awesome. But, yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your mental health and yes. your mental well-being. So if you are to sort of look back and take us back to the start, you know, everyone's story is different. So for you, where did you first sort of realise that maybe you were having some problems with your mental health? Mine's started a lot later on in life. So I all my childhood was fine, all that was fine. Still didn't really know what I wanted to do with life. I think that's that was it. So... I was happy, you know, working at all these different jobs and stuff like that. And I remember I was at this job and I worked at as, as a night filler, like a night fill manager there. And I was really good at it and they're like, we're not going to have this job anymore. We're going to have to move you on to like front of house type stuff and interact with like people and stuff like that. And I just no, I hated it. So I was like, mm, yeah. yeah, I don't want to do that. And I just remember at the time I had to borrow my mum's car. I drove, I had to pick her up from work, drove to her work. She got in the car. I think we just pulled out of the parking lot and I just started crying. So I didn't know what was going on. So it really let me – so I was sitting there crying. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I just – I don't know what I want to do with my life, I don't think. Especially when all your friends and stuff are starting to, you know, go to uni, get their jobs that they want, start having kids and families and stuff like that, and you feel like you're stuck at this job. Even though, Mm -hmm. you know, I was good at my other job, you know, the night field position – it just wasn't enough and I kind of knew that at the time but I was like, content with it at the time because it was yeah. something I was good at. So how long ago was this? Uh, Roughly. Six years ago maybe, cool. so not even that long. Yeah. And I just remember sitting at home, uh, just tears running down my face, yeah. but I'm trying to console me and stuff. I just remember putting on TV. I was like, oh, TV will help me through it. Yeah. And just not even barely watching TV. I think I stared at a point like next to the TV for like hours. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, oh, well, I'm going to have to change this. Yeah. And then a week later I enrolled into uni, so I thought I'm going to take that step to actually start improving my life. Yeah. And that was a huge thing, so I started doing that. Started, you know, go to uni, got awesome, did all these awesome grades and stuff like that and just felt so much better. And then it happened again, so I had to have this test at uni. You need to, to, to become a teacher, you need to pass this test. Okay. And it's a math test and a literacy test. Yeah. And... I went into that thinking I failed. 
Oh. And it was just before Christmas. And I thought, oh, shit, everyone else has walked out and they've done the right thing and I've failed this test and I'm not going to be a teacher. And there goes that thing as well. So I was sent home at Christmas. Same thing again. Tears just started running down my face. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I don't want to go Christmas, Mum. Yeah. And so I just stayed at home. And then it just Did started, you? Mm, I stayed at home. Stayed at home. I think I went to the last bit of it, but missed all the, the stuff in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Can't really remember that well. Just because, and then that week, I reckon I just stayed home, just in my bedroom. Didn't yeah. go to work, didn't do nothing. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And at then. That, sorry, I'm just going to jump in. Yeah, for at sure. that point, did you recognize anything as potentially, like, did you ever think, oh, maybe, you know, there's an element of depression or anything like that? Or did you just feel as though, that was just how you were going to feel. Uh, no, I felt like this This isn't, wasn't a normal feeling. So right. I was like, this is definitely, could, I, I'm guessing this is going to be depression. Like yeah. I didn't go to any doctors or nothing like that. So yeah. I like, I don't, you know, I think about now I get free, like uh, free help through the Department of Education, which, yeah. you know, I'm definitely going to take them up on if I need it. But yeah. at the moment I don't need it. So yeah. I feel like I'm very lucky in that sense. Yeah. But I just knew it wasn't right. I was just sitting at home. I just didn't know what to do. But I also didn't talk to people. Yeah. So I'd, I'd go to work, you know, the week after I went to work, didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Got home, didn't tell mum. I just said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I was, we just had a shit week or something like that and I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. And just like kept on getting a little bit worse and worse and worse, I think. And I just, I think I was just very good at masking it, just masking that. Like, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't yeah. want to like interact with people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Anyway, I'm a bit of a homebody anyway, so. Yeah. So it wasn't completely out of the norm that, oh, no. you know, you were staying home and watching movies or anything. That's like, just that it, was though. normal Movies and TV didn't even give me happiness like they used to. Oh. So that was my thing. And now it's just like, fuck, why do I want to watch like a movie for if it's not like going to benefit my life or something like that? Yeah. And I was just like, well, you know, keep going to uni and stuff like that. Mum was very encouraging of that. You know, you got uni, why aren't you going? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I went to uni and kept on getting better and it was like, and then yeah. I guess I got out of it and went back to normal. So yeah. I was like, oh, you know what, I'm working towards this goal. That's what I've got, which was to finish uni. So that's what sort of got you back on track. So yeah. obviously you went to that um, the test yep. and you thought that you had fa- fa- failed, yeah. but you actually passed. I passed. I, well done. Yeah. I mean, well, you're a teacher now, yeah. so obviously, um, yes. So all the teachers out there that have taken that test, it's a four-month break between you find out your results. What? Yeah. And you only get three shots at this test. That's why it's such a big deal for teachers. And, like, you know, if your mental health in that stage and you don't have people to talk to and help you through it. And you've got to wait four months? Four months. That makes me feel so bad for you at that point where you were thinking for four months that you had had failed. failed. So so then obviously you didn't fail and then you've gotten into uni. So then this this, this is the next year. Uh, So I was already at uni when this test came in. So I was already two years at uni and I was right. getting really good grades and then I failed this test. I was like, well, what was right. the point of doing all that for? You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. weird that they don't do that at the start. Uh, they've changed it. Right, Because okay. there was a lot of backlash. <laughs> okay. But it's all online. So the fact that they can't mark it there and then yeah. and give you that result instead of wait, you wait four months and, That you just know, seems like mean. No, it's it not fair at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then um, after all of that had happened, then you had sort of slowly just gotten oh, back say, to just, feeling no- normal in no, inverted commas yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, I reckon I was back to normal because, yeah, you know, I did pass that thing. I'm like, oh, well, now you, you just need to finish your uni. Yeah. And I was crushing uni at the time anyway. I was getting my distinctions and my high distinctions and stuff anyway. 
because Lovely. it's something I wanted to do. And then I was going up, up, up. And then last year, uni, I went through a breakup. Yeah. And that was, I think that was my big one. And I didn't yeah. want to leave home. And that was right before my final placement. Yeah. And that was the big thing because I'm like, oh, you've just got this final placement to do. And I thought about deferring it because I just didn't want to leave the house. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd, I knew I wasn't in the right headspace for it. But, you know, I thought, you know, I've done the hard work. Mm-hmm. To get there, I'm going to go and do it. And, yeah. like, it took all my effort to get out of bed, to do my plans and stuff like that. Yeah. And as soon as I got home, I was either in bed or I went down the beach in the car and I sat there till, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. just watching movies in the backseat because that's yeah. that's how I coped. Yeah. Like, a lot of people different cope. And then I remember, so, past my placement, like, yeah. passed it really good, waiting around, looking for a job and still going through this breakup and same thing. Sat home, tears running down my face. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. Mum's like, just tell me what's wrong and I let it all out. So, you know, yeah. just everything that was built up for those seven, eight years or whatever came yeah. out and I reckon we had talks uh, like two days, two plus days. I didn't go to work those two days. Yeah. And then I started opening up to my friends. So yeah. as you said, you and Zoe were probably the two biggest ones I could open up to because I feel like. Zoe was going through her stuff at the time as well. Yeah. And she would understand, you know, mm-hmm. and you would understand, of course, because you've been through it too. So, yeah. and then I started opening up to more people. So, like all my all my footy mates, all yeah. my other mates and stuff. And then how, I, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, sorry. go for it. <laughs> so, how, how was that received once you started telling the, well, I know how it was received by myself and Zoe, but the greater group, was that. it? received well that's that's the thing like i thought this is going to be a nightmare like yeah. they're going to be like what is wrong with you it's just you know a breakup or whatever yeah it's just you know you'll find a job and stuff it's not that hard you know and they were amazing like every oh. single one of them like sent me messages every couple of days how are you going even you know some that weren't even in south australia like yeah working like you know up in queensland up in northern territory or whatever i'm not too sure where Send me messages, what's going on, bro? Like, Checking I've heard, in. Yeah, I've heard you had a shit time. You know, just we're here for you. If you want to go get food, we're here for you. If you want to chat, we're here for you. And then That's massive. That Just knowing that I had that support around me and that, yeah. you know, that blanket around me and yeah, I feel like after that I was okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I think I that's what it was. I, now that I can talk to these people and like, I've got full trust in these people yeah. That I feel like I'm going to be, you know, friends with life with and stuff like that. And I know things happen and, you know, we all have our own stuff going on at the moment and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so appreciative of everyone that's yeah. been in my life and stuff like that, even the ones you wouldn't even think of yeah. that do seem a bit cold and closed off or like, oh, they're a footy ball and stuff like that, do care. Yeah. So, yeah, it's unreal. I think that's such a testament to the progress that we have made as a society I think of course there is still a long way to go oh, absolutely. but like the fact that that was your like your answer to that question how was it well received in the wider group um and especially within um within the group of of males because yeah. uh, um statistically you know, yeah, you, yeah, you, I know you like you don't like to discuss these types of no, things as much so to hear that you were able to open up to that group of friends and it was received that well is yeah. really heartwarming. It just, it felt genuine. Like, yeah. I don't know if, you know, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was, but I know it was because, yeah. you know, that's just how they are and 
everything like they still check in on me like yeah, oh, yeah what's going on do you want to catch up for a beer whatever mm-hmm. yeah and they just yeah just talking to them is fine and it doesn't even have to be about yeah the mental side it's just yeah seeing how they're going in their lives too maybe you know, yeah i just hope i can you know if they're hearing right now that they throw it back to me too because you know i'm yeah. in the best space i've been in for no who knows how long yeah because i've got this purpose in life and like people even walking down the street like why are you smiling for I'm happy. I'm happy, bro. So, like. I think that about myself sometimes when I do that walk along the beach because I'll be smiling and I, I literally say hello to everybody. And I think people sometimes look at me like this girl's a little bit loopy. <laughs> but since when is it that like someone who's like genuinely happy and yeah. trying to share that with other people is like the weird one? Like, shouldn't that be the norm? No, nah, it should be the norm. Like, I get weird. it all the time. Like when I yeah. come back, they're like, you know, why are you so happy for you? You live in the country. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I know. It's like best thing to do if there's a dinghy derby. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> if you don't know what a dinghy derby is, it's just like some racing boats on some river. Like, oh. Yeah, definitely not for me. No, I'm no. not really into the river. But, yeah. I mean, you know what? I'd go to the dinghy derby. Oh, yeah. I'll come up there and we can – is it often? Uh, it happens, yeah, every, every like, couple of Friday nights. It happens. Oh, so kids Friday love it. night yeah, the kids like, Oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's go to the dinghy derby. You see these oh. boats. Drive past every five minutes. I'm like, yeah. Now what? Yeah. And the kids like, how good was that though? I'm like, <laughs> my goodness, you kids. Uh, so, I'm gonna go back just for a second to the fact that when you reached out to your friends yeah. and how important it was that they would send those messages, um, you know, just to check in on you yeah. and things like that, because that's something that I'm quite vocal about um, myself. Is that like you just never know. Like, at any moment, by sending a message like that, you could literally change somebody's life. Oh, it was it was huge in the fact that I feel like I needed to make that first step. If you're struggling out there and you think your friends aren't going to listen to you, just try it. Yeah. Try it. And if not, then those people aren't your friends. Like, stuff yeah. those people, to be honest with you. Yeah. But there's people out there, if they're truly your friend and they truly care about you, they will answer. Yeah. And I got an answer from every single one. Oh. So, yeah. like, yeah. So then, don't be afraid to reach out if you're the person. But also if if you're worried about your friend or your colleague or yeah, your family member, whoever it is, you yeah. don't have to have the perfect message or the perfect thing to say. It, anything is better than yeah, nothing. Just, how, do you, how are you going? Yeah. How do you think your head is at the moment is like a big one. Yeah. And I was just, yeah. Yeah. So I think that. So, yeah, just absolutely. Good. If you feel like someone isn't doing okay reach out because yeah. they might not be yeah. i mean i was able to hide it pretty well that i was pretty shit for a long time so yeah 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 well i'm glad that you reached out i'm glad that we started our walks yeah so am I. <laughs> we haven't done one in a while so i know i was saying that before thank you life gets a little bit busy but oh you say thank god <laughs> oh yeah i'm back to my cat so you just gotta like, keep up with KFC me vanilla coke days <laughs> like, that's my new i do love a vanilla coke i'll give you that so you know, you said that once you started talking to people, you started to feel better. How are you doing now? Uh, I'm I'm so good at the moment. Yeah. I say I'm in one of the best places I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I just think that is purpose. I yeah. feel like my thing in life is I needed to have a purpose Yeah. that was more than just, you know, kids and a house. I, mm-hmm. I get everyone has their own different things and stuff like that. And mine, and I would love that. But that costs money too. So, mm-hmm. and then this is the way to do both. I have, you know, I have the money I need, but also I'm, oh, I'm just so happy. It doesn't even feel like work. That's the way it is. 
Love and that. I've always wanted a job to like that. Just something that is just going to make you want to get up every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get up pretty late most days anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to have that. Yeah, that five minutes before the bell rings. Oh, <laughs> like after the bell rings, and I walk in with my like cup of coffee and stuff. Like that. <laughs> Where you been, Mister Jason? I don't worry about it. Oh, so you've been in this teaching role for how long now? Uh, half a year. Yeah, so it's only half a year, and I know people say it gets harder and stuff, but I'm actually excited. Like I'm going home and I'm studying even more now. Yeah, and I probably was at uni, like looking for new things and stuff like that. Oh, it's just finding that that balance between what you can do and also how you can like rely on that for the rest of your life yeah. is massive and yeah. i think that's mine i think if you go out there pursue a passion because me i was you know tvs movie shows and all that kitty type stuff i love talking with that with the kids yeah and that was and i was like how could i use that and this is where it was so yeah. i found that purpose and i found yeah, yeah, something to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. I think that pe- sometimes people think, oh, you know, oh, how wonderful for you to have purpose, but I don't have the luxury of just doing whatever I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, people have, not everybody, but people do have a bit of that perception and I get it thrown at me a little bit as well. But there's a lot of hard work that also goes behind following a passion. Absolutely. And, of course, I realise that not everyone is in the same position um, like for myself, I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't have um, like large financial yeah. outgoings. I mean, I have a mortgage, but like I have created a life where I, I can have a little bit more flexibility so that allows me to do things for which fulfill my purpose yeah, as well. Absolutely. And I like I like to try to inspire people to to do the same in whatever way they're able to do that. You know, for yourself, you've created a well. You've you've studied and you've yeah. worked hard, and you now have a job which yeah. fulfills your purpose, and that's amazing. Yeah, but a lot of people won't put in that hard work. Yeah. Like if you think about, I think about the hard work I put in. I was at uni every Saturday night, yeah. every Sunday to like ten at night, eleven at night, one in the morning sometimes, mm-hmm. doing my work, like because yeah. that's what I wanted to do. And if I if yeah, and I know there's other people out there with kids that do that too. You know, yeah. their kids they'll you know. Bring him along. I'm, yeah. I remember seeing pe- like uh, parents there with their kid running around our library. <laughs> and you were like, shh. Uh, not, <laughs> so, not so nice, but yeah. <laughs> but that's up. right. Like so. people don't, like you didn't just get handed this um, diploma. Is that what you call it? Uh, yeah, diploma, sure. Let's <laughs> yeah, on. like you didn't just on. get handed that. You no, put in the work. I put in the work. Yeah. I yeah. didn't just get handed this podcast or whatever yeah. people you've got to, you do have to put in the work and I think that people forget about those steps sometimes but the point of that was if you have something that you are passionate about and you is going to fulfill that purpose like I just I just encourage you really just to explore it in whatever way is possible for you, you yeah. know, maybe you can't just quit your job and go do something else you know you've got to be Start responsible exactly so for me Baby I started steps. very small like I started I was like oh well I want to be a teacher or something like that I told mum I think and she's like but you don't have the grades I'm like yeah fair enough so I started very small I just started researching how could I become a teacher without actually having finished high school with a high enough ETR or whatever it's called Mm. Um, and then there was a bridging course. Well, that seemed to open up. I seemed to have got lucky. That was the first year of this bridging course. Mm-hmm. Boom. So I hit that. Um, applied at that uh, part-time because I was still very unsure 
if yeah. I was doing that and while I was doing it at work, but I know I hated work. So yeah. did that part-time, passed it. I was like, oh, okay, what's next? Choosing mm-hmm. where you want to go. You can become a teacher after this bridging course. You can become anything at uni pretty much that says, you know, that's not too high up or whatever, needs a real top ETR. So yeah. I started that, boom, hit my next goal, my next goal, my next goal. Yeah. I think that's for me is just having these goals. Yeah. You know, having these goals, having these next steps in life and just hoping people will come along for the ride with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if they're not, then see ya. So. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, definitely for me, having goals is something that helps me keep my mental health or my mental well-being in check as well because it gives me a sense of accomplishment. So, you know, I set myself small goals and I've got lists everywhere around the house that I like to tick off once I've done it because that makes me feel good. Yeah. You know? It's the same thing. So, like, for me, it was the same thing. It's making sure, you know, I've got these four courses to do. Make Mm -hmm. sure you get distinction, high distinction, everyone. Yeah. And I was very close to doing that for each of my courses because yeah. that's what I love doing, you know yeah. what I mean? So you teach at the school that you're at now, what age or what year level are you teaching? Uh, so I'm the PE teacher. So I get to teach receptions <laughs> to year six. Shout out to the receptions. They're my favourite class. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be saying that, but they are. <laughs> so uh, that's ages from, what, five uh, until? Five to, I think, five to 11, five 11, to 12, yeah, something like that. I think yeah. depending on what. Yeah. Year where it is, yeah, yeah, and at the moment we are going through emotions at school, so we've, right, we've started very young. So even receptions, yeah. what are these emotions? How do you deal with them? Okay, and, you know. So if you're angry, why does that happen? Why does that thing? And then if you talk to the reception class, they get it. They get it. like people get angry for other things. People get scared because of different things. Yeah. So I think as we're going to talk about, you know, where to go from here, I guess, mm-hmm. where to go in the future. I think that's it. You need to start very young about what people can do to, you know, acknowledge these emotions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. acknowledge these emotions and get with it and understand them because there's a whole range of emotions. Like even happy can be frightening for some kids and stuff like that because yeah. it's so overpowering. Mm-hmm. And just... As it gets on, like when you hit the year fours, year fives, year six, sevens, eight, nines, then you really start delving into, you know, mental health is a big thing these days. Yeah. And it's just as important as physical health. Mm-hmm. That's why at schools, well, I know at my school, I'm spending a semester, well, a couple of semesters on physical health, which is important, like mm-hmm. having your waters and stuff. Don't drink, don't drink too many vanilla Cokes. That, you know, <laughs> that's, no, I failed that one. They let me know that too. 17 uh, teaspoons of sugar oh, later yeah. or something. Why is there another Villa Coke bottle in uh, being Mr. Chase? Like, oh, I don't know, man. Stop going through my pants. <laughs> and then, you know, and then to our mental health and, like, just emotions and mental health, like who we can go to talk to and stuff like that. Is that something that you are implementing or is that part of the, is it syllabus? Is that the right word? Uh, curriculum. Curriculum. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of both. So... Yeah. It's at the moment in the curriculum, if you have a look at it, it's online or whatever, it, yeah. is, it does say mental health, but it doesn't actually say how long you need to spend on it and stuff like that. Just kids need to know this amount about it. But because What's it, normal? How much or would you know like what is the I'd normal? say maybe a term. Okay. So it is a bit of work. Oh, good. But even a bit longer. And you can come back to it each yeah. and every time. So, yeah, so you can come back to it and see like, do the kids still remember this and stuff? And if yeah. not, 
then refresh it. You know, where where can you go? I'm yeah. pretty sure that's one of the things. Where can kids go for their mental health? Yeah. And that's huge. But it's not just where can they go, like when should you access it? Do okay. you need it all the time, you know? Like, do you have any others? Like, I'm having kids research where they might want to go instead if they don't want to talk to, like, these other people or what's, like, given to them. Yeah. Research what it is about. Like, what's some other things you can do? Okay. And so, like, a lot of that is talking to friends, I think. Yeah. And at that age, maybe they don't understand quite as well. So maybe talking to adults is huge. And I know a lot of kids can't talk to their parents and stuff like that. They have a lot of stuff going on and they can't talk to their parents. Who Mm -hmm. do you talk to after that? You know, yeah. you can talk to me and talk to a teacher and stuff, but you might not, they might not want to talk to me anyway. But it's yeah. just, that's, that's the way it is. Yeah. Because I know I probably would, back then I wouldn't have talked to anyone for sure. But as I got older, I'm like, you know, this is important. This is going to be the rest of my life. Yeah. And I need to talk to someone. So that's yeah. why I reached out and mm-hmm. I got the, the awesome response back. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, I have a, don't have the best memory, but I can't remember. Like in primary school, like I, I imagine we probably would have talked about feelings back mm. then, but like I, I don't remember there being anything around mental health. Uh, I reckon back in our time, yeah, yeah, definitely not about mental health. I think as it's grown, as like especially in the last couple of years, especially mm-hmm. as the curriculum has been updated and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's become more apparent that you know mental health is important and yeah, you know, establishing like strategies to help you have a good mental health as well yeah. so they're even putting that in there which is huge so and it's amazing and i think we're so lucky to have people like you out there in the schools who will see that it's even more important so rather than potentially you know just doing the bare minimum of what needs to be done for the kids i know that you'll go above and beyond in that in that area because you know how important it is so i think yeah i think in the future i just hope there's more at Mr. Jason teaches. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. Out there. Stop crying. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think, I think as the new wave of teachers are coming through as well, like I'm a bit older than most of them coming through at the moment, they definitely understand it because they've all been through their own you know, mental health and they actually stand it, understand it a bit better than I did and maybe you did because we didn't yeah. have those, you know, those things growing up. So, yeah. yeah, I do think, you know, especially in an education setting, getting the people in there that want to talk to children and just yeah. want to, you know, help them improve yeah. in every aspect of their life is important. So. Is there any programs that are already set up for people to come out and, like, speak to the kids, like, you know, like external ones where the schools get people in that you're aware of? We do have some. I haven't yeah. had any in yet. I've been looking through it because it, I'm in the country. It's hard to yeah. get, you know, people up there and stuff like that. But there is, yeah, there's definitely yeah. different programs that come out and talk to students. Yeah. But even then it's just a day. They yeah. talk to them for a day and... You know, some students don't even listen and they're yeah. the ones that need it. Yeah. They might not realise it at the time but they need it. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, having that full term or whatever, those two terms mm-hmm. where you build it up and you build up that rapid port with kids as a teacher too is what's needed. Yeah. So, yeah. So what are the issues that you are seeing come through the most with children these days? Oh, there's a big one. I feel there's a lot of stuff at home that, you know, that goes on and because the parents don't talk to the kid, the communication there is it's just it's not non-existent, it's just not right or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like and because kids don't know how to express their feelings, especially even when they're in, you know, year five, six, seven or whatever it is, like you've got to also teach the parents 
how mm-hmm. to talk to the kids and try and get that out of them and stuff like that. And, you know, for families that are struggling and stuff like that, you know, the kids are sometimes seen as a bit of a burden and stuff like that, you know, yeah. which is horrible. Yeah. You know, it's horrible to think that. And then, you know, it's the kids' fault why the fight's not. It, yeah. you just got to have that communication and work together to have yeah. the same goals, which everyone in their family should try and be happy or yeah. try and be happy as a family. And sometimes kids don't understand that because they're like, well, you know, why are you angry at me for? I'm your kid. Yeah. And, like, yeah. it's just, I don't know, it's just bits it's in tough. life. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if we can start educating families and kids how to talk together, or like parents and kids how to talk yeah. together, that's where it's going to be. Yeah. But, yeah. And a lot of the time, you know, people are just doing the best that they can with the, the knowledge that they have. Absolutely. So, you know, it 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 can be passed along generationally as well. You know, it might, if, if someone says, oh, like, well, we never spoke about things in my family growing up, so that's what's then carried on into the next generation as well. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's hard because you don't want to be necessarily blaming anyone. No, it's no. just people yeah, are yeah. trying to do the best with what they have. I mean, if you have a look at how the world's changed in the last two years oh, too, like yeah, I'm pretty sure people when they started having these families and stuff didn't think, you know. They were going to be the schooling of a from home and, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. So how does it present mostly at school, like with the kids? Frustration. Frustration. Frustration, acting out. You can tell the kids that maybe don't understand what's going on or, you know, might might not have that support at Mm -hmm. home. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but I know parents try, but it's just sometimes the kids just don't want to talk to them because they see the parent as the problem or something like that, which is horrible. But, yeah, so it's just if you see someone acting out, there's definitely something there. You know, yeah. doing something in order. But as I said, with my own, I could mask it pretty well. So there might even be kids just masking it. Yeah. You know, even at a young age, they might just have to. Mm-hmm. They might have to you know, just get on with it because, you know, that's what life is, unfortunately. Yeah. Instead of going out and finding the help they might need, especially yeah. at such a young age and not knowing who to talk to, not even having access to a phone to, you know, contact their friends and yeah. just say, you know, I've had a bad time. But, yeah, yeah, that's just so it's very tough. Is there any, like, resources out there for parents if they notice that their child is maybe struggling in that in that way? Uh, not as much as there should be. Yeah. But there's definitely stuff in there, how to talk to your kid and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just resources that people, like, not everyone's the same. Yeah, Me and you are different. We've had our own different journeys as it is. So, yeah. you know, it, we're not the same. So what might work for you might not work for me. It's as simple yeah. as that. But, yeah. Yeah, so lucky walking was our thing and yeah. you know, just maybe going for a walk with a kid and just, you know, seeing how they open up. They might open up, they might not. Yeah. But, you know, just doing something small like that and then, yeah. you know, parents just just being there, just asking questions, just, just making sure, you know, your kid mm-hmm. knows that you're you're there to support them and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, in my own um, story, as I had, um, I've already um, published before, <laughs> my mum was a huge influence on me um, when I was going through, you know, my depression for the first time and having no idea what was going on to me. So I just think you have the ability to potentially potentially be such an influential person um, on that, you know, your child's life just by being willing to have a conversation or to bring it up or to say, hey, I noticed ABC. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 
mothers just have that influence, don't they? Yeah. Like my mum was the same. She's like, yeah, you are. You talk to your friends, and they yeah. will they'll respond, you know, in the way you want them to. And I was like, come on, mum. You know, <laughs> they're all boys, and they got their own, you know, stuff going on, their own families yeah. and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then when I did it, she was right. So yeah. you know, shout out to the mothers out there, I guess. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Okay, so how do you think that we as a society can do better in the mental health space? Conversations. Yeah. Making sure conversations aren't frowned upon, you know. Yeah. Knowing that when people are struggling, it's not frowned upon. Mm -hmm. Like getting rid of that taboo that mental health is this big thing. Yeah. You know, it just, everyone's going through problems, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Especially in the last couple of years when, like, everything's been changing around, mm-hmm. houses becoming, like, unaffordable and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just conversations, I think, are the biggest thing for me. Yeah. It was the biggest thing for me is having conversations with people. Yeah. And just not judging those people, you know, if they are struggling because, mm-hmm. just, yeah. You They're need to doing be the best yeah, that they can. Absolutely. Yeah. So looking back now at the path that you've been down, especially in that last 12 months or so, and having that hindsight, how do you feel about what you went through? I still think back, like, I wish I started this so much earlier, this path, but, you know, I also didn't know what I wanted to do back then. Mm-hmm. And so I started this path very late in life. And it's the path I had to live to be where I am now, I think. I'm extremely yeah. happy. I've got all this stuff that I've always wanted, you know, living by myself. Never thought I was going to be able to do that properly, and now I'm doing yeah. that in a nice, you know, nice comfortable country house and stuff like that. And I just think, yeah, it's, I don't know, it just, it is what it is. It's the journey. It's the journey I had to do. I can't change anything that's back there. So Mm -hmm. what's the point of still dwelling on that? Absolutely. I always look forward for the next one, for the next thing, for the next, yeah, Mm -hmm. for the next, what my next thing is, is going to do. So, yeah. Amazing. Moving forward and stuff like that. But also, I guess, you know, if my big thing, if I could tell anyone on this podcast that's listening, if you're 30 and you don't know what to do, you can still do it. Yes. Like, I, did not, I did not start uni till I was 31. Yeah. 31 or 30 or whatever it was. And yeah. now I'm, you know, and I was struggling, you know, with finding my purpose and stuff like that. And I'm 35 now and I yeah. cannot be happier. So Yeah. I love know. that so much. There's like a Judge Judy clip that I don't know, comes up in reels on Instagram sometimes where she's like saying like, if you don't know what you wanted to do at 30, it doesn't matter, start again. If you don't know at 40, like where did this idea come from that like if you weren't doing what you wanted to do by the age of friggin' like 24, like you failed? Like where did that come from? Yeah, I, I don't get it either. Yeah. Like I know like I do wish I started when I was 24, but yeah. it's never too late. No. So it's never too late and, you know, you can always, you can hit your goal when you're 50 yeah. if you want to. I know some teachers that have just started this year that are like 45, 50 and they've, just, and they've got kids. They've, yeah. they've had all that Yeah. and they just, they wanted, they needed a purpose and that yeah. was their purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. Even after kids and stuff like that, they still needed a purpose. So, yeah. but yeah. And I think we're both very good examples of that. Like, yeah. like you just said, you started uni at what, 31? 30, 31, yeah. 30, Pretty 31. Sure. Yeah. And like, I mean, my, I've been all over the place. I started. <laughs> <laughs> If someone had told me at 21 that at 34 I'd be unmarried with no children, 
I would have like died. But like, I just think, I don't know where that pressure came from. Not from my family. Uh, literally, I just don't know. I think it's a society pressure, yeah. to be honest with you. you know, like, if you don't have kids, then what's the point of your life? Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now, those kids at school are so happy that I'm there and talking yeah. to them and helping them. Yeah. Like, they tell me most days, they're like, oh, it's so awesome that you're here and yeah. you're helping us. So, yeah. And you know, I think we all have different, you know, paths to walk. And I mean, I started this podcast like six months ago. I started the idea about six months ago. So when I was 34. So yeah. there's no, like, like you said, if there's anyone out there that's listening that's thinking, oh, it's too late to start again or I'm too old to do that or whatever it is, that's bullshit. That's true. It's literally true. bullshit. You Like all you have to do is want to do it and put the, you know, the steps into place to do it. You can literally do anything you want. That's right. <laughs> you can go to the moon if you really want to. <laughs> well, maybe you might I'll need to get on harder. with Elon yeah. Musk uh, <laughs> pretty well. Is he the one that goes to the moon? Yeah, Doesn't I he have like a spaceship smart. or something? I'm just he, throwing he out people's names here, just name dropping <laughs> people. I don't know. Hit me up, oh. Elon Musk. He's like to take me <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> but, no, that was I, – I really liked um, – that point and I think it's very very true yeah I'm just saying it's huge like there's a lot of people struggle like you know when they hit their 30s because they don't know mm-hmm. you know oh my god I'm an kid. oh my god you know I'm still renting a house and stuff like that mm. it doesn't matter no like, I'm gonna probably rent for the rest of my life and I can be happy with that to be honest with yeah. you I'm gonna have the money that I can do my other stuff anyway exactly you know, and I could still probably buy a house if I wanted to you know mm-hmm. it's just I know I'm just more laid back with everything like that, I guess, these days and seeing how it comes. And if I want something, I'm going to go after it. Yeah. So. And I think you just have to do, people have to be more comfortable with making decisions and doing what is going to truly make them happy rather than doing maybe what they think they're supposed to do or what society tells them they should do. So good. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think that went no. well. So cool. So I think we're going to wrap it up there. If anyone would like to find you on Instagram, how can they find you? Uh, Mr. Jason Teacher, I think is my Instagram handle. But yeah, yeah, I'll tag so, you. Thank you. But yeah, if you want <laughs> we'll to find me, you. go for it. But yeah. it's, it's not that exciting. No, I can guarantee it now. So. Well, you never know. <laughs> Maybe you'll put some teaching stuff on there eventually. Maybe, oh, absolutely. Maybe not. you'll be an Instagram influencer oh, one day. Let's, let's not hope. Let's not hope. <laughs> Don't need that. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say thank you very much again. You've come over at the end of a long weekend before heading back out to the country back to work. So it's very appreciated that you took the time. And I wanted to say again how very, very proud I am of you for everything you've done, especially in the last 12 months. Thank You're you a so bloody much. inspiration. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you. I remember I remember us sitting in, you know, at down a local ice cream shop and that's when this podcast started and I can't mm-hmm. be more proud of you to be honest with actually following through with that goal i know i I said i was going to bike your microphone and i just didn't (laughs) oh well too bad i did it myself yeah i think your microphone is a lot better than the ones i could have got anyway so oh good well thank you so much again for coming jd i went to call you jason again (laughs) thanks jd and i'll see you all soon thank you doey If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Even better, if you know someone who might benefit from listening to it, please tell them all about it. 
You'll find more information from today's episode in the show notes. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on High Tide, Low Tide, please email me at Lisa, spelled L-E-E-S-A, at hightidelowtideau.com or DM me on Instagram at hightidelowtideau. See you next time.